Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on Easter Sunday, April 20th, 2014. Today's message is titled, And Christ Will Shine on You, by Pastor Isaac Whiting, and is based on scripture, Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. Let's pray together as we go to God's Word. Father, we come before you humbly today. We know that we cannot understand your Word and make it live in us on our own. We pray that you would accomplish this by the power of your Holy Spirit given through Jesus Resurrection from the dead. Amen. Well, good morning. It is a good morning, isn't it? Amen. How many of you were at the Good Friday service? Quite a lot. That was a fantastic time, wasn't it? The whole room filled with people singing praises for what Jesus had done, what Jesus has done for us. After the Good Friday service yesterday, I was talking with my kids, with my boys, and one of my sons asked a really great question. This was his question. He said, Dad, do you think that Christians really believe that there's life after death? And then he said, no, no, I mean really. Do they really believe it? Like all the way down in their soul. That's a great question. And I'll leave leave that question with you today. But I'll also ask this, because it's very closely related to that question. Do we really believe that Jesus came back to life after he died and that he really is alive in his body right now in a place that we can't see? Do we really believe that all the way down in our souls? We're going to look at some evidence this morning for the truth, the reality of the resurrection of Jesus. And then we're going to look at what that means for our lives. If Jesus actually did rise from the dead, what does that say about the world that we live in and about who we are and what is possible? There is in your bulletin a little half sheet that has some notes And it's got fill-in-the-blanks. So if you would like something to help you pay attention and not fall asleep during the message, you can use that. You don't have to, but you can use it if you would like. So let's begin with some evidence, some reasons that many people, many millions, billions of people, have believed through the ages that Jesus did in fact come back to life after he died and come back to life in a very unique way. 
The first thing that I'd like to say is that what the Bible is saying, what we are saying here, is that the death and resurrection of Jesus is an actual historical event. It is something that really happened in a real place, in a real time, with real people. It is not just something that Christians believe in because it makes our lives a little bit better if we uh, pretend or say that this is the truth. The Bible is saying that this is a real historical event that happened at a particular place and time. And as a historical event, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ are in fact unequaled in their historical evidence to support the reality, to support the fact that they happened. If we look at the amount of evidence that we have in existence for other major historical events from the ancient world, such as the fall of Rome or the existence of Augustus Caesar, there is actually much more evidence in existence for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ than there is for any of those other events from the same time period. Just in terms of writings, there are in fact eight times as many copies and writings of the Bible and other works about Jesus as there are for the next closest historical event, the next closest work that we have. Eight times as many. There are millions of artifacts, buildings, inscriptions. If we know anything about the ancient world, we know that Jesus was a real person and that he in fact did die on a cross and there is strong evidence to suppose that he rose again from the dead. In fact, the major reason why many people have doubted that he rose from the dead is simply this, that the claim is quite incredible, isn't it? If this were any other kind of normal claim about something that had happened in history, if it were a natural claim, there would be no question every historian in the world would accept it as a fact. But because this historical fact says very deep things about the world and about our lives, if it is true, many people have rejected it or opposed it. It is a very strange thing to say that Jesus rose from the dead. Second, the apostles, the disciples of Jesus who were his first close followers. After my son asked me this question, do Christians really believe in life after death? He asked me another question. He said, well, what do you think? I think he kind of wrote off most Christians, believing that all the way. And he said, well, what do you think about the very first disciples of Jesus, the apostles? Do you think those guys who followed Jesus really believed that there was life after death? And I had an immediate answer to that question. The answer is, no, they didn't. And then, yes, they did. No, they didn't. And then, yes, they did. The change in the apostles is incredible testimony that something actually happened, something radical. 
we see in the stories in the Gospels that these men were ordinary. They were very ordinary. They were not impressive. They were not brave. And they were terrified when Jesus was arrested and crucified. They ran away, some of them very quickly. And after Jesus came back, after he rose from the dead and appeared to them, they were transformed. No longer were they afraid. And in fact, most of these apostles died. They died in brutal ways, crucified, tortured, killed in various ways by their opponents. They died testifying, witnessing to the fact that they had seen with their own eyes Jesus alive after he had died. What would be their motivation for that? What would be the reason that they would do that if they knew that it was made up, if they knew that it was not really true? They certainly didn't do it for money. They got absolutely no money out of it. They were poor their entire lives. They certainly didn't do it for fame. They were almost unknown, except in this weird sect of Christians while they were alive. Some of them became quite famous later, but most of them not. What would their motivation have been to face death and face death with joy? They say when Andrew, the apostle Andrew, was crucified, he was crucified, he asked to be crucified on an X instead of a cross, so that because he was not worthy to be crucified in the same way as his Lord. And they say that he looked up to heaven and thanked God and praised God so excited to go on into the next life and see again his Master and Lord Jesus Christ. Only a real resurrection from the dead would cause this in the people who claim to have seen it. Other evidences include the fact that many skeptics, many skeptics, people who were against Jesus during his ministry, were converted very soon after. This includes famous people like the Apostle Paul, who was completely opposed to everything Christian and to Jesus himself. Yet he saw Jesus alive in front of him with his own eyes after he had died. And this changed everything for him, turning him into, in fact, the greatest evangelist in the history of the Christian church. Paul was not the only one. In fact, many thousands of the early Pharisees who had opposed Jesus during his ministry became Christians in the few years after his death and resurrection. And this brings us to the fourth point, that after the resurrection of Jesus, there was radical change in the way all of these Jewish people who became his followers worshipped. The Jewish people, for lack of a better way to describe it, were miraculously stubborn for a long time. They had endured 1,500 years of battles and persecutions and nations trying to turn them away from their God and the way that they worshipped, trying to turn them from one God to many gods, trying to turn them from worshipping in their temple to worshipping in other places and other gods. And they had resisted it all for 1,500 years from the time of Moses to the time of Jesus. And yet, within just a few years of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, thousands and thousands 
of extremely devout Jews are worshiping a human being. They're worshiping a human being. This is completely against everything that they had grown up with and known and been taught in their tradition. And they're worshiping on a different day. The Jewish people had always worshiped on a Saturday, but Jesus rose from the dead on a Sunday. Something incredible had really taken place. Fifth, I'd like you to consider that you are a part of the evidence that Jesus actually did rise from the dead. The church. In Acts chapter 5, there's a famous, uh, there's a famous Jewish scholar named Gamaliel. And the Jewish Sanhedrin is arguing with the Apostle Paul, or actually the Apostle Peter, sorry. And they're arguing about what to do with him and how to suppress this new worship of Jesus. And Gamaliel stands up and he makes a speech and he says this. He says, many people have arisen in the last 40 or 50 years claiming to be the Messiah. Many people. And all of them were killed and their followers were scattered. So you don't have to worry about this new sect. If it's not true, if Jesus is not the Messiah, they will be scattered and it will come to nothing. But if, if this message is really from God, if Jesus actually did rise from the dead, then you will not be able to stop it. You will only find yourself fighting against God. There are now, on a conservative estimate, 2.3 billion people in the world who claim to be Christians, followers of Jesus. For 2,000 years, his message has continued to spread, and it has been opposed everywhere it has gone. So many rulers have tried to wipe it out, have tried to destroy it from the face of the earth. So many things have risen up against it, and every time it only grows stronger. If the church is declining in North America, which is debatable, you don't have to worry. Nothing can ever destroy the message of Jesus, because he really did rise from the dead. The church is growing all over the world. The message of Jesus is spreading, and nothing can stop it. It does not depend on us. It depends on God. Finally, the greatest evidence that Jesus actually rose from the dead is the fact that he is alive. The greatest evidence that Jesus rose from the dead is the fact that he is alive. The Spirit is available right now to anyone who truly seeks it with their whole heart. This is not something you have to study history books to find out about. This is something you can put to the test immediately, if you want, in your own life. If you seek God with your whole heart, he will respond to you. The Spirit will speak to you in some way or do something to make himself known to you. 
in John chapter 7, Jesus says that if anyone puts his teaching into practice, if anyone decides to try out what he is saying is true, they will find out that it actually is true. If you try it, you will find out that it's real, that God really is there behind his word, backing it up. If you ask, it will be given to you. If you seek it, you will find it. And if you knock, Jesus is waiting right there to open the door to you. So this is my evidence this morning that I bring to you that Jesus did, in fact, actually, in real life, rise from the dead and that he is right now alive even though we cannot see him. Now, if you're not convinced up to that point, then really the rest of the message won't be very meaningful to you. The rest of the message is for those who are convinced, at least in their minds, that Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead and is now alive. So what does this mean for us? If Jesus actually rose from the dead, then we live in a very different world than our culture and than most of the people in the world think we do. We live, in fact, in a very different world even than many Christians think that we live in. What kind of world do we live in if Jesus is really alive? First of all, if he is alive, it means that God is real. It means that there actually is a God who created everything that we see and who created each person that is alive. You were created. You are not meaningless. In fact, this breathes meaning into the whole world and all of our lives, the fact that there really is a God. Second, if Jesus really did rise from the dead, it means that he is a very special person. It means that he, in fact, is the most special person ever in the history of the world. It means that he is who he claimed to be. If someone tells you a whole bunch of things and you're not sure if they're true, and then they say, I'm going to be killed, but don't worry, after I'm killed, I will come back to life. You probably say, you're crazy. But then if they really do come back to life, you are obligated to accept all of what they have said as truth. If they can do that, then they are, in fact, the truth. Jesus is who he claimed to be, the Son of God. He is, in fact, the Lord, the one who is in control of everything. It is Jesus who is in control, not political leaders, not impersonal forces, not the economy, not some weird spiritual energy. It is Jesus who is in control. He is the one who really knows everything. He loves you, and you can be perfectly safe with him. Third, if Jesus is the truth, if what he says is true, then that means that the entire Bible is true. 
because Jesus believed the whole thing. He believed it all and taught from it constantly. And if the whole Bible is true, that says some amazing things about this God who really exists. It says that God has pursued us through all of history. Even though we turned away from him, he has constantly pursued us. He has come after us to bring us back. It also means that we have a guidebook. We are not just left in the world with nothing, with no way to know the best way to live or how to reach eternal life. We have a guidebook in the Bible. It is all true, and we can know it. We can know it is true. Next, if Jesus really rose from the dead, it means that there is, in fact, life after death. Whether or not most Christians believe it all the way down to the bottom of their soul, I don't know. I'll leave that to God and most Christians to figure out. But if Jesus rose from the dead and he is alive, then there really is life after death. He proved it. Now, if there is life after death, then that puts this life into a whole different perspective. If we are on our own and this life is all there is, then we have great reasons to be afraid, to be worried, to be stressed, to be depressed, to be angry, to be frustrated. But if this life is really just the beginning, if this life is just the beginning of a kind of life that will go on forever and will be infinitely greater than this life, then most of what happens in this life and most of the things that we are concerned and worried about all the time don't really matter that much, do they? What does it really matter what your job is? What does it really matter what your job is if this life is only the beginning of an eternal life? What does it really matter if some bad things happen to you now, even things that from the perspective of this world look really, really awful, if this life is only a blink compared to the eternal life that is coming and is so much better? This life is nothing. If there really is life after death and an eternal life that is coming, then all that matters in this life is what will survive into the next one. All that matters is what will survive. And we are told by the Bible, which we know is the truth if we believe Jesus is alive, we are told by the Bible exactly what will survive into the next life. Love. Love and things that are done in love. Our character, who we become in the depths of our soul, that is what will survive into eternal life. And everything else will be gone. Finally, if Jesus really rose from the dead, it means that the Holy Spirit has been sent into the world and that God is available to you right now through Jesus. God is available to you. It is possible to truly know God. 
it is possible to call on his power to help you in any and every situation in your life. He is there to actively answer your prayers, to help you become a person who is more like Jesus. He is there to help you. This is reality if Jesus is really alive. In the early church, they knew that we would forget this. They knew we would forget it often. We are immersed in a world that doesn't believe any of this. We are immersed in a world that bases its actions and decisions on a reality that's not actually true. Our world bases action and decision on human beings being here on the earth by themselves. The world just sort of existing for no particular reason with no meaning. We, our world bases its decisions on people who are alone and afraid and have no hope. But this vision of reality is not true. The vision of reality that comes through the resurrection of Jesus is true. That is the true reality. But because we are immersed in this world, this world's view is constantly trying to take us over. It is constantly trying to turn our attention toward that view of life instead of the view of life that comes from Jesus. In the early church, they knew that this was true. In our church, we have this tradition where on Easter Sunday, we say, He is risen. And everyone else says, He is risen indeed. Excellent. They say it enthusiastically and quickly. In the early church, they had different traditions. And one of my favorite comes from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14. If you want, you can look it up. In this verse, Paul is writing uh, to the Ephesian church, and he reminds them of something that he says the early Christians said to each other. They said this to each other often, or maybe it's part of an early worship song. We're not really sure. It is kind of in verse, in rhyme, in the original language. But what they said to each other is, to me, incredible. Remember, this is Christians. This is people who had the teaching of the apostles themselves who are saying this to each other, and not just on Easter, all the time. What they said was this. Wake up, you who are asleep, and rise from the dead, and then the Christ will shine on you. Wake up, you who are falling asleep in this world. Rise from the dead with Jesus, and then he will shine on you. Let's pray together. Our Father God, we ask today, through Jesus, through his death on the cross, through his resurrection from the dead, that you would wake us up to what is real. God, show us 
and burn into our souls the reality of this life. Burn into our souls what is really true, that we might act and make our decisions based on the truth, not on the lie. God, we need your help. We thank you that you are here to help us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.